welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. The NFL regular season is officially, officially over. It's done. If you can believe it. Which also means that fantasy football, unless you play DFS, is over as well. Uh, your season-long leagues and your best ball season-long leagues are are finished. They're finito. They're uh, done. I was going to say, it's, it's, it is over. But for pe- for somebody like me, daily fantasy season is just getting started. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Uh, how was your Christmas, my, my friend? Oh, it was lit. Fantastic. Didn't there have to go. talk to anybody. I haven't talked to anyone but my wife for like three days, four <laughs> days. I, I don't even remember the weekend really. <laughs> I and to I like didn't think really hard. I forgot it was the weekend, so I kind of. This has been in like an elongated Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of what it's been. Uh, anyway, because the NFL season's over, we're obviously not going to talk about Wafer Wire. We're obviously no. not going to do booms and busts on Wednesday. We are going back to two episodes. So you're probably thinking, oh. I really wanted to listen to them talk for, for <laughs> an hour, three straight days. Um, now you only will listen to us for 25-minute episodes. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll try. We, we'll try our best uh, to make it a little bit more easy to listen to. Um, so today, to kick off our uh, off-season content, we are going to give you this week. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call this week Recap Week because we're going to do a big recap episode um, on Thursday of the entire season, we're going to talk about the try to fit in as many guys as we can, but talk about the top twelve at each position really quickly, almost yep. in a booms and busts kind of way. Um, but anyway, we're going to do that on Thursday for this episode. We are going to go over what we got right in the NFL season and what we got wrong from all of our takes in the off season. There's a lot that we didn't put in this, so well, I will be sure to, yeah. to mention some. Yeah. Some stuff. Yeah. So we are going to do that today. Before we get into that, we're going to have quick reactions, which we'll do throughout the playoffs so that you know what's going on. And uh, we're reacting to Sony Michelle scoring four touchdowns in a playoff game because he only does that in the postseason, I guess. Yep. Um, but we'll, we'll go through the entire playoffs, give you reactions. This is stuff that you have to watch because if you, like last year, if you watched Todd Gurley throughout the entire playoffs suck. You probably could have predicted that he was going to be less efficient this year. I rejected that reality <laughs> the entire offseason. That was one of my wrong takes that I didn't put in here. Um, but watch the postseason. Stefan Diggs broke out because of a massive catch in the postseason. Not because of it, but it just yeah. put his name on the It did front put, stage. put his so name on the map. Seeing guys perform in the postseason is very important. So we'll do quick reactions throughout the playoffs um, up until the Super Bowl, and then we'll stop. Um, and then we'll get into rights and wrongs and all the good stuff. Before we get into the news, be sure to do the following. Check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. I'm trying really hard not to like burp or cough or something like that. Um, subscribe wherever you listen Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell on YouTube for notifications. Leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. You ready to get into the news? Yes. So uh, yesterday was Black Monday. So we'll get some coach firings. 
Uh, and if there's one that has happened Black Monday. in the yeah Black Monday, if there is one that has happened over the course of the last couple, well, I mean, we post this episode. Yeah, like, if something happens, if something happens in the next five hours before we post this episode, please. The only one we got right out. now is Freddy Kitchens. Uh, there's like two. We can recap. So the the who's the other one? Uh. We'll talk about that later. I'll 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 save that for you. Okay. Uh, There's two right now. There's two guys that were fired before the end of the season. That was um, Jay Gruden and Ron Rivera. Jay. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Before the season, yeah. Yeah. Before the end of the season. Yeah. I can't remember when Ron Rivera was fired. He was fired in like week 15. Okay. That was such. Why didn't you just let him? Anyway. Um, So let's start with the news. Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick implied that he hopes to play in 2020. Um, I don't know for who because, well, I mean, hey, it might be for the Dolphins. <laughs> Do you know they went five and four to end the season in their last night? Yeah, games? so much for That's tanking. So gross. Um, free agent Antonio Brown worked out with the state that with the Saints on Friday. Uh, it was preceded by an epic, like overreaction on social media about what it would be like to have Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas on the same team. Yep. Not good for fantasy. That That's what that would be. No. But uh, what I thought was ridiculous was that when the Patriots signed him, it was a completely different reaction. It was like, a, oh, they got a rapist on their team, and now the, the Saints want to sign him, and it's like, holy crap, put him next to Michael Thomas. Let's get it. Yeah. That is a common Patriots take, but I just, I really do think that's ridiculous. Like, it doesn't matter who he signs with. You should keep the same opinion. But that's not how it works. Yeah, not how it works. Uh, Sean Payton said that uh, when he asked about the prospect of signing Antonio Brown, he said not now, even though he did have a quote. He, he blew, quote, the quote, blew the Saints away, unquote. Well, what a shock. He's good at playing football. We yeah, already we, knew that. We already knew that. So they're waiting for him to uh, get cleared uh, at this point. I don't – he's not going to play this year. It's Unless the Patriots swoop in and get desperate. Yeah. But they have not done that yet. If teams, so. uh, like the, here's the thing, though. like He's probably not going to play this year. And how old is he going to be next year? Like 33, 34? I know. For a wide receiver, like you're getting up there. Yeah, Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, David Njoku said he's not sure he'll be back if Freddie Kitchens returns next season. Uh, I don't know when that was reported or when he said that. I know, that's so bad. And I've I've heard multiple reports from multiple people inside that organization of the players saying the same thing, not just David Njoku. So uh, Freddie Kitchens has been fired. He was reportedly blindsided by it, and he was, <laughs> I think it was Ian Rappaport that said he, he, he called him on the phone to talk to him, and he said he was, uh, he was distraught and upset that... Uh, what, did he think he was going to return as head coach after the season of the Browns? Well, uh, from what he said is that the Browns told him that he was going to have a second year, and then they fired him after the game. Maybe the Bengals' losses... <laughs> no, I mean, I think... that He <laughs> lost to the... You lost the worst team in football. Yeah. Well, no, they. I mean, they blew. Don't get me wrong. They went six and ten, and he. I think he deserved to get fired. But yeah. if you tell somebody you're not going to get fired just because you yeah. lose one game, I don't know that that be true. But that's what Freddie Kitchens was implying. I would believe, but uh, he's probably not going to get a job anywhere anytime no. soon. So no. he he might get like a coordinator job or something like that. But I didn't see him coaching. Uh, Amari Cooper said he wants to resign with the Cowboys. We haven't heard anything on Dak. Uh, this is a transformative offseason for the Cowboys. Zeke next year could be all by his lonesome <laughs> after signing his massive contract. I know. <laughs> oh, boy. You think, um, 
if Jason Garrett returns, mm-hmm. because he's the yes man to Jerry Jones. Yep. Is Dak gonna stay? No. Okay. They're gonna fire him. I. They should. They should. They fire should him. have fired him already. Well, that's the problem. Really sure. It's like I'm make, it's making me kind of nervous. I'm not. Ugh, whatever. Um, the Rams placed Daryl Henderson on injured reserve. Um, the Falcons restructured quarterback Matt Ryan's contract, creating $12 million in cap space. Not sure what that's for. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, something on something, their team. Something Defense, on their team. Maybe. Um, rumors are floating around. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that news in a second. Um, NFL Network's Michael Giardi reports that Julian Edelman's injured shoulder is worse than you could possibly imagine, which is uh, he has tendonitis. So... That's pretty not. That's not good. Yikes. Do you think Julian Edelman declining in the second in the last three or four games of the season is more due to the fact that he has this nasty injury than I people mean, double could. covering him? Because well, everyone's been like, also, "Oh my god, he's been double covered." Well, he's been double covered all year, and he was good for a long stretch of time. So maybe this injury is bothering him in some way. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I he's also I, getting up. He's thirty three, thirty four for a wide receiver. That's yeah, like it's extremely old for Julian. The, uh, so funny, the it's Patriots. It's so for the Patriots. Yeah, dude. It's uh, so funny for the Patriots because they're, it's, it's, they're, their defense is relatively young and, like, on the on the come up, if yeah, you want to say. Yeah, other than, like, I mean, the McCourty's, right, right. J- Jamie Collins, but they, and Hightower. But the corners can play to the, like, 35. They have, other, like, Gilmore's kind of, and he's in his prime, but he's, like, back end of his prime, probably. Yeah. Because corners only play to, like, their mid-30s. But the other two corners... They're a relatively young, young team, so. and, and it's just Julian and Tom Brady that are like two best players. Yeah, their two best players are like their oldest. Uh, Eagles coach Doug Peterson said Miles Sanders is day to day. We'll see if he plays in round one wild card weekend. Um, Boston Scott came in in his replacement. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Um, Le'Veon Bell will remain as the 2020 Jets starter. Um, when he was at, oh, hold on a second. When asked Monday, Adam Gase was asked if Le'Veon Bell would remain the Jets' starting running back in 2020. He replied, ask Joe Douglas, their GM, tomorrow. Yikes. That's how you respond for your 20 And then did you see what Le'Veon Bell responded with? What did he say? Oh, it was the, the guy from the office rolling his eyes. Yep. Or something like that. Uh, that or not rolling like, his eyes, like zooming in. like Yeah. Just just staring at the camera. That just seems like uh, that seems like something that's going to get itself... Worked out this offseason. Somebody's going to... They're okay, not... Okay, okay. Over, under, 75% chance Le'Veon Bell leaves the Jets this year. In some capacity. 75%? Yeah. I'd have to guess over. I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, I don't think he's going back. And that, that short percent that he stays yeah. is because Adam Gase is no longer the head coach. Do the Steelers run it back? With Maybe. With Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell. Ugh. <laughs> it, ben, Big Ben's playing next year. And it's going to be for the Steelers because Lord knows their quarterback situation is god awful. No, it is bad, but Ben Roethlisberger is like forty years old, yeah, coming true. off a what injury did he get? A torn? I think it was a was it a, it was an elbow injury. Oh, he had three elbow. tendons and an elbow yeah. torn or something like that. Yikes! But anyway, uh, appearing on Good Morning Football, uh, Tom Pelissarello. I, I can never say your name, dude. Uh, he reported that Dalvin Cook is expected to play in, in Sunday's wild card game against the Saints. Um, 35-year-old Alex Smith said he, without a doubt, wants to continue playing his uh, football career. He is making, like... Yeah, he's... Have you he's, seen those videos on Twitter and YouTube and stuff of yep. him working out? So, will it be with he's the Redskins, been out for though? a while. No. 
Yeah. They can't, they have but a isn't he under contract? They, they're gonna they're gonna roll with this. I don't know. Is he under contract? I think so. Yeah. I'm there's not. there's rumors floating around that if if the uh, the Redskins hire Ron Rivera, who's apparently the lead for the head coaching position in um, Washington, that Cam Newton would go with him and be the quarterback for the Washington Redskins. So if that happens, there's almost a guarantee that he wouldn't play for them. But anyway, I don't know how long he's under contract if he is. Um, Jarvis Landry said uh, surgery on his injured hip would be a, quote, last resort, unquote. Eli Manning confirmed he is considering retirement and said it would be unlikely for him to return in 2020 as a backup. I'm assuming that he just is going to retire as a giant. Yeah. A.J. Green, free agent, looming free agent A.J. Green, said he's hopeful uh, of reaching a long-term extension with Cincinnati. Um, and then T.Y. Hilton said he has been playing through a two-centimeter calf tear Ugh. late in the season, uh, which is interesting. Why didn't they just shut him down? I don't know. Because they, they had playoff hopes. Yeah. Um, Austin Hooper is also an pending free agent, and he said that he was open to resigning with the Falcons, but he hasn't received an offer. So we have a top tier tight um, end on the market. If he doesn't sign with Falcons, I think the Patriots should uh, compel him. <laughs> uh, the Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians said uh, signing Chris Godwin to an extension will be a high priority on the team's list of offseason tasks. He also said. Uh, I believe you sent this to me earlier today. Yeah. He also said that... Uh, Do you want me to get the quote? Yeah, grab the quote for me because <laughs> this was really bad. Like he This said, does not instill confidence in your quarterback. When Bruce Arians was asked if the Buccaneers could win with another quarterback, he responded with, with another quarterback? Question mark. Oh, yeah. If we can win with this one, we can definitely win with another one, too. I want to hear the clip to see how he actually said it because everything... That's how it's written, though. It's like, yeah, with another yeah. quarterback, question mark, oh, yeah, period. If we can win with this one, comma, we can definitely win with another one, comma, two, period. Wow. That's like... That's bad. Yeah. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, Jameis Winston might be moving, too. Uh, Broncos GM John Elway said, "You know what? I'm back this. I'm going to back this up a little bit to this, this James Winston thing. I don't want to spend too much time on this because we don't have a lot of time. But uh, I think it's funny that uh, there have been rumors floating around that Tom Brady might leave New England if he play continues to play, and that's why he wouldn't get his contract. Don't tell me. Think Tampa. I don't. I don't believe. No, I don't think he's going to Tampa. Well, my point is, is that." I find it highly unfortunate that Tom Brady, if he was planning to test free agency this year, mm-hmm. how many teams? Yes, I think people would want to line up for the GOAT, but wouldn't you want somebody younger? Yeah, unless you, you think your team is like, and there's like ready to win right you now. You have like, I mean, You're just there's, not, there's not a lot of people that... Which w- Tampa probably feels that way. Yeah. They're ready to win like, right now. Winston's going to be a free agent. Dak's going to be a free agent. Cam Newton's available. Cam Newton's available. Like, who's going to go get Tom Brady when those guys are available and they're going to be with your organization well, for significantly longer? Yeah. Just the name. It's like the Peyton Manning thing when he was yeah, there. But, but Manning know. had more left in the tank. <laughs> I mean, uh, he, he, had, had, he, he had like two good years and he played yeah, three. Yeah, that's true. But he still okay. had two decent years left in the Does, how many? Do you think Brady has even no. one? Like a great year left in the tank. I don't no, think he no, does. Not a great year. He's a he's a he's a game manager. He's not leaving New England. That's. Um, I just think it's funny that 
I don't know. Anyway, uh, so Broncos GM said that they will look to find a way to get uh, Philip Lindsay a new deal. Um, he also said that Drew Locke will be the starting quarterback. So that yeah. just walks over all over your head coach. Love John Elway. He's such a terrible general manager. Um, Why? What did the head coach say? Nothing. He oh. just he. If your GM walks out and says, "Oh, I know who the starting quarterback is going to be oh, in 2020," yeah, yeah. like okay, that that just that's that's your that's your you know your head coach's job to make that decision, not yours, John Elway. Uh, but anyway, but it's their fir- first round yeah. pick. Like it's not. Bucks coach it's like Bruce saying Arians. Sam Darnold won't be our starting quarterback next year. Or- he said he expects to reach a decision on Jameis Winston's future in a couple of weeks. So we'll find out what he really I've, means by that. Yeah, statement. I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Raiders coach John Gru- uh, Raiders coach John Gruden said that Darren Waller underwent thumb surgery, and then uh, the the firings that you were interested. Oh, in. okay. Um, Pat Shermer, mur, 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 mur. Pat Shermer got fired. He got fired from the Giants. So there was this his first year. It wasn't his first year, right? No, it was, okay. he's been there for like two or three years. Um, he was fired. Uh, some lead candidates are obviously uh, Ron Rivera. Um, and they also have asked to interview with a, I think one college football coach. I'm not really sure. And Josh McDaniels, who's a hot commodity right now. Again, uh, yeah. here we go again with this crap. <laughs> Why doesn't he just uh, leave or just don't say, know. don't interview I'm me? Kind I'm kind of in this, anyway. I'm kind of in this hesitant state as a, as a New England Patriots fan. I, 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 I don't want him, but I do want him. So I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't think it really matters. At this I point. want him, but if I was him, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would have left like two years ago. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, so Pat Shermer was fired, and then uh, Bruce Allen, the GM for the Washington Redskins, was fired. Yep. Um, so the list of fired head coaches right now is Pat Shermer and uh, Freddie Kitchens, and we'll we'll obviously find out more over the next couple of weeks. I'm not sure why Jason Garrett still has a job. <laughs> should have been fired five weeks ago. No. He should have been fired. Yeah, when they were. And like, now he's making it past Black Monday. It's like Jason Garrett. I mean, it's like what the hell's the owner's name? I don't even want Jerry to know. Jones. Jerry Jones wants to. Hold I told on to you him he before. doesn't. He really. If he fires Jason Garrett, it'll be smart. But it's going to take every fiber of his being to fire. He him. needs to. He's only going to fire Jason Garrett because people will be in his ear like, "You got to get rid of this guy. Yeah. Why is he still a coach? Otherwise, he's not going. He's not uh, going to go. He's going to go. He's going to go out and get another puppet. Is what I'll do. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. If he does fire Jason Garrett, he's going to sign some nobody. That's just going to say like, yeah. "Yes sir, no sir." Anyway, so that's what we have for the news so far. Um, We'll keep you updated as the week goes along. We don't have a lot of time, so let's let's do our quick reactions for this week, really quickly. Um, my first uh, week seventeen reaction is that uh, week seventeen championships blow. <laughs> yeah, I spent the entire Sunday wa- watching the news come out that certain players weren't playing. The Rams said they weren't playing any of their starters, and then Todd Gurley got twenty carries. Um, yep, not that yeah, you could have was... put him in the game because he had sixty-eight yards, so that would have been a bad game anyway. But just watching the random guys go off. You had Boston Scott with 31 fantasy points for the Philadelphia Who? Eagles after what's-his-name uh, went down in the first quarter, I believe. He is the third, fourth-string running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So uh, I, w- I put this in here because I was relatively pissed when I saw it. I spent all season stacking Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, hoping for that one touchdown pass to Ezekiel Elliott that I would get. And it happens in week 17, and I watched it happen. And I was like, you suck. I was so mad. I was so mad. Uh, I didn't get that all year, and I wanted it badly. Uh, Derrick Henry had 39 fantasy points, led the entire league in fantasy points. So if you had Derrick Henry, you probably won your fantasy championship. Yeah. Safe to say. 
Um, and then Winston is the first quarterback to ever join the 30 touchdown, 30 interception club. 5,000 yards. That is disgusting. 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns. And that is 30 so gross. My gosh. Imagine how good he would have been if he, if he threw 15 interceptions. <laughs> so it's ridiculous. It's so bad. Why did you throw that many interceptions? Ugh. Anyway, do you have any uh, quick reactions? Because I wanted to get through those quickly. Um, There's nothing you know, really to talk I think about that, besides the fact yeah, that... The, the biggest like reactions for me for the Cowboys didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just to see like all the guys that the random players that just went off. Yeah, the random players that went off and then you'll get like the alert on your phone saying like Sleeper was sending me alerts on my phone like Melvin Gordon scored a touchdown, Devontae Adams scored a touchdown. <laughs> You're like, and I'm like freak me. Yeah. Uh who's it? Hunter Henry scored a touchdown and I was like, "Thanks." Too little too late. Yeah. I think somebody else got one too. Uh, yeah. Nick Chubb or somebody and I was Joe, like right. Joe Mixon had a day. Um Yeah, it's just a weird you know who went off too. Uh, Again. So much for our uh, hope for this man falling in the draft next year, Saquon Barkley. Oh yeah, he's a monster. He right now I saw some early rankings from uh the fantasy footballers and from some people from NFL Network and they're already ranking the top ten running backs or top ten players and uh they Is have Saquon one? too. Two, yeah. Yeah. So Who's number one. Christian McCaffrey. Oh, right, right. Okay. So I'm kind of surprised by that. Uh, on some of them, Dalvin Cook was five or six. So mm, Interesting. I, actually, have a, I yeah. actually don't disagree with that. Dalvin Cook like kind of did puke himself. Fall down. Yeah, after week, week four, 14. Like, right when, of course, right when the playoffs start. <laughs> so Yeah, it's not good. Uh, we'll, we'll analyze that as the entire offseason goes along. But let's get into our main segment of the program. Okay, we are going to uh, we're going to talk about our rights and our wrongs, right. the things we got right, the things we got wrong from our bold predictions episode, from many other episodes that we had, our breakouts and bust up ep- two part breakouts and bust episodes, and uh, other things that we talked about over the course of the off season. Um, and we're we're gonna we're gonna give you what we got right and give you what we got wrong. Um, I'm gonna play a clip. So you're going to hear us talking. It's going to be really weird and random. But I'm going to play a clip, and then we're going to talk about that particular player slash take, what we, why we thought it, and uh, what, what actually happened. Okay. So uh, let's start out with clip number one. I think Kenny Galladay has the ability to ascend into a wide receiver one. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we both talked about this on a show for like 20 minutes. Um, we have a we have a video on our YouTube channel, and yeah. it is called "Can Kenny Galladay Be a Wide Receiver One?" Go watch it so you can hear the entire reasoning behind why we explained Kenny he Galladay was going to be as a, wide a receiver number one. Uh, six wide receiver. He finishes right? the number six wide receiver. He was highly, highly inconsistent. Yeah, it was kind of gross. Now, our thought process when I listened back to the entire you know uh video our thought process was that there's no one else there you know what i mean besides kenny galladay but and, marvin jones i mean not, not kenny galladay besides um marvin jones Mar- oh, okay and, all right um running back carry on johnson and i believe i said in that show that i thought matt stafford was gonna have a bounce back here yes you did and um he did up until he got injured but like right. first half of the season the lions offense was just fantastic right um, the thing that was slightly scary about this guy, if you look at the full PPR game logs on playerprofiler.com, um, he had some games that were just like early half of the season. First game of the season, he had he was the number 33 wide receiver. 
And then second game of the season, he was the number six wide receiver. And then number 88, number eight, number 14, number 84, number three, number nine, <laughs> number 19, number 70, number 34, number four, number 15, number 54, number 12. So realistically, he finished in the top six, but he only had one top three finish and maybe three top six finishes in the entire season. Very inconsistent. We were right about the wide receiver one. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a little more consistent than it was. There were games where you started him, and you were like, wow, this guy's great. And then there are weeks where you were like, why did I start Kenny Galladay? Why didn't, <laughs> why didn't I start Marvin Jones? We had a team in our league that had both of them on the same You think if Matt Stafford played the full season that he could have been a top five wide receiver? I actually think yes, but I think that the – presence of marvin jones there really hurts him yeah and i don't want to make any early you know well especially if tj hawkinson comes back too but that is one it, of the it most comes back like a bounce back type season a year right. two breakout for a tight end right which is common um but matt stafford too in in nine games yeah he, he had 30 17 13 26, 11, 32, 26, 27 fantasy points. And he was yeah. the number five ranked quarterback, I wow. think. He had 19 touchdowns and five interceptions yeah, that's in nine games so or eight gross. games. So, so if he gross. did another eight games, you would think. I just hate, yeah. I, I mean, and 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 I'm curious to yards. see what week did he get hurt? Week, week nine. Week nine. Okay, so I'm going to say from week 10 to 17, we have uh, Kenny Galladay as the number 15 wide receiver without Matt Stafford. What was he That's through week weeks. one to nine? Uh, let's let's take a look. kind of scares me to find out, though. He was the number 10 wide receiver. Okay. So <laughs> he, <laughs> he finished number six. I, I don't know. Because I, people get injured and... Yeah. So uh, it is. It is one of the. He played all six. He played. Uh, yeah, all sixteen games. Averaged thirteen point five fantasy points per game. He had some monster, monster weeks, and he probably won you some weeks. But he looks right now as a. And and we'll go over this in our our series that we always do, where we give you the reality of certain players. Um, but it looks like on paper he had a fantastic season as the number six wide receiver in fantasy and half PPR. But in the end, it, it just it doesn't really kind of compute out to like an actually. I I, I don't want to say it wasn't a really great season because it's yeah two hundred fifteen fantasy points is a good season yeah, but uh yeah so I'm I don't know um I I guess did we get that right is that, <laughs> it doesn't feel like we got it right. Yeah, we got it right. Yeah, we got, we got it right. right. So Kenny Galladay is a wide receiver one. Um, we won't just give you because I, I think a lot of fantasy experts just want to show their their They're how they were right about stuff. Yeah, they were right about stuff. So the first couple will say we're right about. Some of them will say we're wrong about. And there's one that it was a full on disagreement. Um, I don't have the argument in full a full clip because that would be just extremely ridiculous. But let's play the second clip. This one is about Devin Singletary. But there's also a very good chance. Yeah, that Frank Gore gets cut. Or doesn't really play. T.J. Right. Yeldon gets cut or doesn't really play. Right. LaShawn McCoy loses the job or gets traded or whatever, and Singletary becomes the guy. And he could be, honestly, if they give him the opportunity, he could be like a workhorse back in that offense. So, oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. So 
we predicted now this is we predicted that uh or we we reported not reported but we told you that there was a possibility that LaShawn McCoy would be cut. Yeah. This this prediction was um based off that. Based off that. So we basically we didn't make any full out predictions as to where Devin Singletary was going to finish, but we thought that Devin Singletary was going to win that starting job at some point. Yep. There was also portions of that where you said Frank Gore is basically the running back killer. <laughs> Which he yeah, is. Yeah, the young running back killer because he comes in and he unrealistic I don't understand why people keep giving him the ball, but he gets three yards of carry and he's Frank Gore, so he just keeps getting the ball. I mean he's fed, good and short fed. short. You know what's happen in twenty years we're gonna be saying the same thing about David Montgomery. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> so ridiculous. But anyway, uh but Devin Singletary, it was it was clear early in the season when he touched the ball explosive he was explosive and it took me like two weeks to realize that i was like why do they not give he had like i think it was three touches in one game for 100 yards and a touchdown and i'm like why do you not give that the ball more (laughs) yeah and it happened in like three straight games and i'm like dude you guys need to start giving and they just kept on giving it to frank gore and it took him until like geez i don't know maybe week 10 to finally give the full workload maybe week eight to ten to give the full workload to singletary but they ended up doing it we thought he was good enough to win the job and he was he won it um do you have any feelings on devin singletary in 2020 i was just gonna say it, it's because i don't think Frank too Gore early is gonna be in no i don't think he, he will. might retire if it's just singletary in that backfield i think he could be a low-end rb1 yeah i don't disagree it depends on We've seen this happen a million and five times in yes. the AFC East where a team rises up, whether it's the Jets, never the Dolphins, but it's usually the Jets. <laughs> well, actually, the Dolphins, you know what? I'm no, never, the I'm Dolphins never. made the playoffs with yeah, Ryan Tannehill. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's seven. never the Bills. So usually what happens is one team breaks out. In the or the AFC Bills made East. it once, but it was like Terod Taylor, and it was like Right. The, but they, they, they break out, and then they, you know what I mean, they they make a run at the AFC East, and then they don't win the AFC East because the Do you Patriots. you think it's a little different now, though? Because it's... It might be, but not only is it the Patriots getting old, but... Like these teams that are in yeah. the uprise right now, they drafted young players, and it's those young players that are doing good. Right. Like when the Bills made the playoffs a few years ago, and everyone was talking about the Bills. Right. The defense was still good back then, but it was like Terod Taylor was their quarterback. They didn't really know what they did on offense. Now they drafted somebody in the top ten, Josh Allen, who they think is the franchise yeah. guy for the next fifteen plus years. Right. And even the Jets, who went seven and nine, think they ha- at least have the quarterback, right. Sam Darnold, who they are going to have. I for love the next Josh Allen. Years, but I just. He's a slightly better version of Jameis Winston. Yeah, I don't. Fo- I don't screw with that at all. Like he makes some horrible but that's not decisions. That's really bad. Like that's. Yeah, I mean, w- they'll figure it out. But I just feel like the Bills are just going to be one of those teams that goes like, you know, what is it? What did they have? Like a tw- eleven and five record? Or they something went eleven like that. and five. Yeah. So like they went eleven and five. And then next year they're just going to go like six and ten. <laughs> Because that could what, happen. That's what happens. Because yeah, I don't think their offense is good enough. And it'll be the Jets next year, the yeah. Dolphins or something like that. But anyway, um, Singletary did win the starting job. Let's move on to clip number three where we discussed Philip Lindsay. I, I don't see him. Like, do you see him being a top ten running back in, at all this year? No, he's not going to break out. Okay. I, don't, I, I, I low end. Do you see him? His top- ceiling this year is low end RB2. I was just going to say like 15 yeah. to 20, I think, would be a good season for Philip Lindsay. So we predicted that Philip Lindsay was going to be a top 20 running back. Running back. Now, 
I went a little bit further south because I thought he was going to be a bust. So I said 20 to 25. Um, you said his his best outcome was probably 15 to 20. was as, like 15, yeah. As shown in that clip. So we were kind of on different ends of the spectrum when it came to Philip Lindsay. Yeah. You, because I did not think he was going to get over 250 touches, which is what he did. He got like 260-something touches. Ooh. Um, so... And he had around 30 receptions, which is where I thought he would end up. And he had a decent season. But, man, at times, he was bad. Yeah. Well, he was just inconsistent. Um, he had, like, weeks where you were like, wow, I'm so glad I started but him. But he's, like, he's exactly what, yeah. like, we thought he'd be, which isn't right. awful. Like, if you drafted him late, it's fine as, like, a week-to-week flex. But people yeah. just were treating him going into the season as this guy, especially yeah. early in the year. Later in the year, he kind of faded. But, like, in June... And July, yeah. people were talking about Phil Lindsay as third a top round pick. Yeah, yeah. third round that's pick. That's so it, gross. It just, yeah. I think, I think you know, and, and that's the one thing about fantasy football that you kind of have to pay attention to when you're going into a new season is you can't just, you know, I mean, you can. Some people get lucky. But you can't just roll up to your draft with last year's, you know, finishing Mindset, spots yeah. And, oh yeah yeah and and go okay well philip Lindsay finished as a top 14 back so that obviously means he's gonna have a breakout like no okay you need to look at why that's gonna happen but you have to look at the fact that think, there's uh, a new coaching staff and the fact that royce freeman they really want royce freeman to be something and they, they keep um, forcing him the ball yeah but i mean philip Lindsay was still still got the majority of the work no he did um it was right down the middle for like a good for the first half of the season yeah, first half of the season uh, but yeah, where would you draft Lindsay next year if if nothing changes, like same spot? It, he does me, have two straight thousand yard seasons. He does. I to me, it depends on how it, I'm gonna. It, he's one of those guys that you to, gotta look it, at in the off season to see what the team does. Yeah, like what if is the right. coaching staff gonna stay the same? Is coaching staff what, what the are they gonna do with Royce Freeman? Is he still gonna be on the team? Are they just gonna keep? They probably will still have Royce Freeman. So, is, and it'll probably be right down the middle. It's so gross. I'm thinking that he'll probably be right around 18 to 22 next year. I mean, I don't want to pick the same spot as last year, but I think literally what you saw from him this year is what he is. Like, you got Philip Lindsay. If he has a better season next year, like they say, okay, we're going to stop giving it like to Royce Freeman, maybe. Giving what it if to Royce, Royce Freeman gets traded? Though, Royce Freeman, though, over the first eight to 10 weeks of the season, had a majority of the red zone work. So that was the problem for Lindsay in the better part of the season was that. He couldn't get the ball in the red zone. And the fact that they absolutely sucked offensively, so they didn't score a lot of points. Which, again, could be better next year with Drew Locke under center. Yeah. but so we'll, we'll, but, Dude, <laughs> even Royce Freeman, though. He wasn't good. He was awful. You know what he got last Poor game of the guy. season against Oakland? Yeah. They only gave him two carries. Yeah. And he got minus four yards. So he definitely was phased out. Yeah. Um, I don't – we thought Philip Lindsay, or I thought Philip Lindsay was going to be a bust. I'm not sure what you would call a bust. Um, I don't think that's a bust, but I do think we got pretty much exactly what we expected. I want to actually, we don't have a lot of time left, but I, I do actually want to go over, I, I want to look at his um his draft position, uh, and I wonder if I can get the ADP on Fantasy Pros. Am I lucky enough? Um, because if you can find out where he was drafted last year. It was like fourth round, I think. Is it fourth round? It was like late fourth, I think. What's... By the end of it, late fourth, early yeah, fifth. I'm not going to be able to find it. But if he was taken as like the 14th, 15th running back off the board, then I would consider that a bust. But if he was eh, taken as no. the 20th running back, 
I think the the difference for me is the fact that when you look at startable games for Philip Lindsay, there weren't a lot of them. And when you thought they were startable games, they lost you weeks. Like you had Philip Lindsay for a majority. Yeah, like seven, seven of the seven of the sixteen, I think, were startable. Yeah, but when you had him on your team, you just never knew when to play him. Yeah, and, well, and, and I then, mean, and then when you did throw him out there on a good matchup, we talked about this. That's at the end true. Of the season, two two of his completely lost. But he had he had games. four fantastic matchups to end the season. And he did bad in two of them. But yeah. the other two, he got 12 and 18. Yeah. So. I don't think he's a bad player, but I think he's just going to be constantly that low-end RB2. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and I, like, you have to understand what you're getting. You're not going to get a big – I, I will continue to have this take next year, too. You're not going to get a big breakout running back. <sighs> so. All right. Play the clip. Play clip the number clip. four. Play the clip. This one's about Corey Davis. We're getting to the wrongs now. Yeah. Corey Davis. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I will disagree with this one. <laughs> we'll finish as a top 12 fancy wide receiver. Oh. Can you... Uh, yes, I can explain. <laughs> First of all, I have if you to listen to this. my we'll reasoning behind the take, no, <laughs> it makes sense. No, it does. My <laughs> reasoning was... I drafted him. I believed in I reasoning. thought Ryan Tannehill would eventually take over. They'd throw the ball more, mm-hmm. and he was a better passing quarterback than Marcus Mariota. What you didn't account for was? A.J. Brown. Yes. Um, I think... I figured when that happened, somebody in that offense would right. be good. So you're saying and, you were part because AJ right? Brown finished 15. Are you right? taking a victory lap on your? No, loss? I'm not. I'm just defending my bad, poorly <laughs> take, my extremely bad take. Plus, this was a bold no, prediction. No, you're right because Corey Davis was. He, they just decided he not was to supposed get to Corey be Davis the wide receiver goal. one on the team. right, Which and is then AJ Brown took was, over. Yeah, yeah. So your point was partially right, but you just had the wrong name wrong attached guy, to yeah. it. Yeah. So. Yeah, because he he was very adamant. He's he, he Rick I'm loves Corey Davis. Well, Rick loves Truth Corey Davis. Um, I thought it was funny. We retweeted something on on our our Twitter page uh, earlier this week, um, and it was um, one of our. Uh, I don't I don't even want to know what you want to call him, but anyway, he follows our page. I follow his page. Oh, friends, you know, we're friends. Yeah, I guess we're friends. So anyway, he um, he tweeted. He's also a Corey Davis truther, and he said, in your dynasty leagues, you should go out and buy him. Right now, he's really cheap. You could probably get him for a Probably super useless. cheap. Yeah, I mean, I would rather, you know, if, if you have, you know, a sixth-round pick in your dynasty league, you just trade that for Corey Davis. It's probably better than anything you're going to get in the sixth round. <laughs> probably, you know yeah. I mean? So, anyway, um, so he said, he basically said, you should go out and buy Corey Davis. And, and I was like, how many seasons are we going to do this? No, I know it is true. Though I think the hope for the Corey Davis truth is just him getting out of Tennessee. Yeah, That's but even if he gets out of Tennessee, how old is he now? Is this going to be like Alvin? No, he's he, he's twenty four. <sighs> Every wide receiver in the NFL is twenty five years old. It's freaking ridiculous. He because yeah. his he it, it seems like he's really old. But that's because when I was yeah. like fell in fell in love with him was his rookie season. So right, it's only his third year. So right now, Corey Davis is the wide receiver sixty four. Uh, he had 93 fantasy points in 15 uh, games. So where is AJ Brown though? AJ Brown is. I think he's 15. He is number 15. Yeah. Um, and if Ryan Tannehill plays, it did the the whole. We'll talk about that. the whole season. He would have been top season, 10 probably. Yeah. If Ryan Tannehill plays the way he did this year, next year, which I don't know how much of that is actually going to happen, but. <laughs> A.J. Brown could be a wide receiver one next year. He is extremely talented. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, but anyway, yeah, Corey Davis, you just got the wrong guy. Um, here is, here's my burger of the year. All right. This, is, this one was so gross. 
Derrick Henry will oh, no. be a massive oh, no. bust this year. Oh, no. It was really short. You want me to play it again? Derrick Henry will be a massive bust this year. You know, it's funny. You drafted Zeke second overall. Yep. You know who finished ahead of Zeke? Who? Derrick Henry. I might hurt myself. <laughs> <laughs> I still have Zeke more than Derrick Henry. Zeke actually finished ahead of Dalvin Cook, though, too, but Cook only missed the last game. But, yeah, Derrick Henry. So Derrick should Henry. I defend myself or should I just? You can do what you want. <laughs> Uh, so Derrick Henry, it's such a bad take. I so my my reasoning, <laughs> my reasoning behind it was that he had two really good games last year. Yes, um, he had two, and then you put that you take the two good games out, and you just he was space out. He was very bad. Yeah. Um, this year, it didn't really matter that he wasn't getting the ball through the air. It didn't matter at all. No. They were just handing it to him on the ground, and I think part 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 of the success for Derrick Henry was the fact that Ryan Tannehill came in and started playing as You know well what's as funny did. too? They're one of the only teams in the league Tennessee now yeah. that like really it plays old school football Brown. where they just have one yeah. guy and just give him the ball. Yep. It's and different. it's it just happens to be the guy you said I, was a bust. Yeah, no, I I You know it, how many carries he had last week or this week? Go or ahead. I guess last week. 32. Wow. 32 carries for so, 211 yards. See, now I what I thought, I just never thought no that No catches. No catches. So I thought he was going to reach a point where it would be like maybe 18, 19 to 20 touches a game and they're all going to be carries. And if you get that many touches a game, you can turn that into like, you know, obviously 100 yards, maybe a touchdown, and that's a good fantasy week. I didn't think that in a half PPR and a full PPR setting that Derrick Henry could be a big-time running back because he's not going to get the, like, do you know how, like, if you take all of Ezekiel Elliott's Pass catching away. Yeah. He is so far from what Derrick Henry was this year in fantasy football. It's unbelievable. So most of the top five, top ten running backs are where they are because of the pass catching. Yeah. And so Derrick Henry just straight got 30 carries a game. And, like, I just – that's not something that you anticipate. It's funny because he only had 18 receptions. Should I so ride the Derrick Henry that. bust next – I actually think he's going to get overdrafted next year. I don't want to say he's Oh, I think he will bust. too because he finished number three, so he might be yeah. like a top five pick, which if that happens, I don't think he should be. Yeah. But I think he'd be another, he's going to be a top ten <sighs> running back. I just – I don't know how I didn't – Just by how much they use him. His only sure. when did Tannehill get the starting job? I think it was like, whew, gosh, I don't know. Want to say like we? It was halfway through the season. It was like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do weeks one through eight and see where Derrick Henry was when they were using Marcus Mariota for the first half of the season. He was number ten, so not bad. In the second half of the season, all the way to week seventeen, week nine or week eight to seventeen, uh, Derrick Henry was the number two running back. <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, he was. You know, if you say nine through seventeen, number two running back in fantasy. So clear, clearly, you know, Ryan Tannehill makes a difference yeah. in that offense for AJ Brown, for Derrick Henry, for everyone. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So it's it's clear, but I completely whiffed on that take. All right, let's do our last take. We are at normal time right now, and it's driving me crazy. But it is what it is. Yeah. Our next episode will be twenty five minutes long. Um. This last take was a shot at in the dark for me. A very large shot in the dark. Yeah. And I yeah. got it right. You did it. So uh, check this one out. Patrick Mahomes will not finish as a top five quarterback in 2019. I'm off the set. 
So you argue with me for a yeah. good 35 minutes I on did. this one. And I would do it again. He would do it again. <laughs> I know you would. I know you would. So I think a lot of people's first initial reaction to this this take is going to be he didn't play in two games or three. Right, which is so true. I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna say this. Okay, so you give him two and a half his average, two and a half. You give him okay, so I'll give him he averages twenty points a game, so I'll give him fifty. Is that is that safe? Yes, fifty. Yeah, that's 50, 50, fine. Yep. So I'll give him fifty fantasy points to add to the two ninety one that he already has. That would get him is up he four to, or three. No, he would well, p- surpass Winston and Watson. I don't think he'd finish past Watson, would he? Yeah, he's only thirty. Well, I'm looking at. So the problem is, we're, I'm looking at my le- or our oh, league, yeah, hold on. which does the extra touchdown because he's only thirty points behind Watson in our league. Point for an extra touchdown. So three forty one would be where he is. So he would be the number three quarterback in fantasy. Um. Oh really? Yeah, something like that. Now, I what I like to do is when a guy misses games, I like to rank them by averages. You can go to fantasypros.com and do that. So Patrick Mahomes right now, uh, if you go by averages. Lamar Jackson was number twenty. Was number Matt, one. Matt Stafford's probably high on that list. Yeah, isn't Matt it? Stafford was number four with twenty-one a game. <laughs> Love it. So let's just take him off the list because I don't want to do that. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston, and then Patrick Mahomes. Oh, really? Really? Yes. So Patrick Mahomes technically does finish in the top five if you prorate his season out to a full season. You, so if you want to say that, but I still was the wrong, fact that you. My take had everything factored in, which was injuries, which was regression in the touchdown category. And if we want to look at, you know, how many touchdowns he threw, I think I, we we had a we had a discussion on our, on this podcast back and forth about whether it was possible for Mahomes not to reach thirty touchdowns again. Um, and he had twenty six this year. He was twenty six touchdowns, five interceptions. Oh. You give him the other two games. And he averaged right around two a game. So he'd so probably he'd probably just he'd barely, just hit, barely 30, yeah. hit thirty. So repeating as a top five, uh, repeating a as the number one quarterback in fantasy is extremely. You gonna keep that same energy for Lamar? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't think Lamar's gonna finish number one next year. See, I think he will. But the problem is, well, no, no. no here's if he plays the whole year, he yes, will. I think he right, will. But right. now you couldn't have fully predicted that. Patrick Mahomes would miss as much time as he did. He was still playing like a top five quarterback. But this goes back to my original. But this is why I went. Shouldn't as have far drafted as, him in the third round. Yeah, you shouldn't have drafted him or in the his third second round. round or the second round. And so it's like this is why you have to look ahead instead of look backwards. This is mm. so predicting mm. fantasy. Write that fo- down. <laughs> Amen. Uh, predicting <laughs> fantasy football. It, you have to. You have to predict what happens before. Lamar Jackson, we talked about him all offseason. I salted on him at the end, and I don't know why. But he, we talked about him all offseason, said he was a potential breakout candidate. I was so, yeah. 14th, 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 13th, 14th, maybe even the 12th round, like wherever he was going in the 10 to 15, 10th to 15th round, you could have taken him and been okay. You have to have the foresight yes. to go, okay, I'm going to draft Lamar Jackson or, you know, Somebody who else was it? Dak Prescott so, was a top five quarterback this year. I'm looking at my notes from before the season. Yeah. You know who my top two QB sleepers were? Who? In May. This is in May. Yeah. Lamar Jackson number one. And Josh Allen. Josh Allen number two. Yep. Those were our those were our sleepers too. Yet I still drafted Josh Allen over. Yeah, Lamar. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> but Lamar won leagues. So it's like yeah. instead of going, Oh, I'm gonna draft Patrick Mahomes. Now, very, very reasonable next year to have the thought. 
of saying, Patrick Mahomes is a fifth, sixth round pick. Maybe you should take him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he now he's coming off that history is out of the question now. It's not he even like. He could have a top five season next year yeah. and you'll get away with it. But because like he had a very he you're right you got it right the touchdown regression and all that he still in, like threw for like four thousand plus yards twenty six touchdowns he's five fantastic interceptions. he's Patrick Mahomes it's f- which means like if he but he's nor he's normal now yeah that's that's the reality that people can he throw forty next year though is it possible of course it's possible so chances probably like thirty percent chance yeah probably like thirty I would say but it's just very hard to have those seasons like Lamar will never yeah. throw fifty touchdowns sorry. Lamar fanboys, but he will never. <laughs> you think he can get fifty doesn't. total? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He'd have to run for like twenty though. Do you know how many times? How, he wait, how many passing touchdowns does he have? This I don't. I have it's no thirty idea. plus. Hold on, I'll it? look it up. Yeah, I, I th- it's ridiculous because his defense got him in position to score so often that it was like easy. Yeah, but he also gave himself position by like running his, it too. His touchdown like, rate. The dude gets crazy. like a hundred yards rushing. He had thirty six so. touchdowns. Wow. So yeah, he got. Did he get fifty total in this Oof, year? Man, he did is he, get, he is a modern day Cam Newton. I'll tell you right now. Oh no, 3, he did thousand one hundred and twenty seven passing yards and thirty six touchdowns. That's nuts. <laughs> and he had a thousand rushing yards. And he so he had he had a oh, lordy, and he didn't he had play 43, one game. He had forty three total. He had twelve hundred and thirteen so. rushing yards and seven touchdowns, and he didn't play one game. Yeah, that's nuts. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. It's gonna be so hard for me to pick a breakout guy next year because I'm gonna be so tempted to take the the guy with the rushing. Oh yeah, you're and gonna I, take I a, even, some I, Gardner Minshew. Figure it out. What? <laughs> what did you say that aloud? Uh, but Patrick Mahomes, yeah, I, I that was a it. shot in the dark for me, and I was thought I was like when I was preparing for the show, I was like, yeah, this is a little bit of a crazy take. He'll probably finish in the top five, but hey, it's a bold prediction show, yes. and it ended up working out. You know who else I said on that bold prediction show? Who? My busts were good. My my breakouts were not. But um, <laughs> like my I said good, my I there's a quote from that show. You guys can look back at it if you want. And I said Brandon Cooks, in my bold prediction, would yep. not finish as a yep. top 30 wide receiver fantasy. Yeah, I'm mad that we didn't put that in there because uh, you said top 30. And I was like, oh, hold on. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's like a little I, told, I tried to I tried to bring you back in, but he did not finish in the top 30. And I don't care if he was hurt. He, he this wasn't, is Brandon Cooks, people. He wasn't even, even when he was like playing, he wasn't good. Yeah. Um, But my reasoning behind it was uh, Cooper Cup. I thought was going to be the guy. And even yeah. Robert Woods, who I thought was going to be number two, they both had very good seasons, even though Robert Woods, it just took him a while to get going. Right. But he still finished number 18. Cooper Cup finished number four. Um, and I figured those two guys were going to get a little more work this year. Right. Because uh, just because Jared Goff's personal favorite targets, those guys get more targets when Jared Goff is out there. Right. Um, and I also did take into fact that Cooks does get injured every single year. Which it happens, and it happened this year, and you knew they were going to have a regression in the offense. Brandon Cooks finished number 64 wide receiver in fantasy. Yeah, so he wasn't even close, and he did finish outside the top 30, so you nailed that one. I, I said that on the, on our bold prediction show, I also said that Kenyon Drake would be an RB1. Yeah. Um, and he was trash early in the season. But he ended up... And when he went to... Did he finish as a... He finished as the number 18 running back. Wow. And over... That's a... That's a from, uh, from the trade deadline number on... 16, I think. He was the he was, number. Dude, he's. I think he's number sixteen. He surpassed really? Le'Veon Bell at the end and oh, Josh I'm Jacobs. Standard. I'm sorry. I'm an idiot. Wow. So, and since he got traded, since he got traded, now it was gross. Two? He was an RB one. Where was and he? He was number seven. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Right. So. Oh yeah, because he didn't have the 
He had a, he had a few like average games, but yeah. yeah. Uh, we have to see if the uh, Arizona Cardinals keep. I hope they David do, David Johnson. But anyway, oh sorry, not David Johnson. Can you drink? Yeah, uh, that'll do it for our rights and wrong segment. Hopefully, we'll do this every year to hold ourselves accountable in fantasy football. And there was a lot of things that we said that were just dead wrong, and there were things that we said that were right. Somebody retweeted. Thank you for holding us accountable, whatever your name is, uh, on on Twitter. Let me let me pull it up. His name is Nick Massman. You're getting a shout out, so hopefully you actually listen to our show. Um, we I retweeted, or yeah, I think it was me that retweeted back in March, March 20th. The NFL posted something that said, "Name a better QB slash running back duo." Talking about Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. This was back in March. So uh, we, re- we retweeted it and said, name a better quarterback, quote, name a better quarterback slash running back duo, unquote. And then it said, dot, 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 I can name 31. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so he, he, re- he happily retweeted it and said, wrong. And I said, thank you. It is what it is. You know what I mean? It, <laughs> yeah. We get things wrong, too. So yes, it happens. It, is, it happens. That's it fantasy football is. for you. You know, If we got everything perfect, we'd be millionaires. Yeah, we'd be millionaires. We'd have the secret to fantasy football. We, and we would not be sharing it, either, because we, we'd just yeah, keep doing no, it. Yeah, we keep dominating. <laughs> you know, let's go in those high... <laughs> I would live in like the high mountains. High stakes leagues. And yeah. You dude. mean you were just in the mountains and high stake leagues and hmm. winning millions? It seems that uh, everybody is benching Tyler Higby this week. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we're, just, we're just human machines. We don't have the sports almanac. No, we, we don't, don't have, have alien brains from Area 51. Uh, but what we do have is knowledge that can hopefully help, help you help fantasy you team. In fantasy football. So... Congratulations if you won your fantasy championship in 2019. This is our last episode in 2019. Yes. Uh, and we are going to jump into 2020 on Thursday and start breaking down the 2019 season for the next month. Yep. And uh, talk about different things. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and talk to you Thursday, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.